I'm Andrea Zabo, and you're listening to an Elephant Shoe podcast. Today, my guest and I are wanting to give you an explanation, and that's as to why our current unhelpful set of behaviours, or even our feelings, can present and interfere in our life as we are as an adult now. That can affect our relationships, productivity. It breeds a lack of passion, which is what I want to talk about. Being unfulfilled, negative, dissatisfied, depressed. Probably OCD might even be a bit of a consequence of that. It can leave us uncomfortable and anxious and even full of fear. So what is the component of us that's lurking in the background, almost screaming to get out and play, have fun, enjoy life, see the magic, be creative, be artistic, be passionate, feel safe and fulfilled. As we grow up, we often lose touch with that innocent, carefree version of ourselves. That inner child is still a part of us and reconnecting with it can bring a sense of joy and healing to our lives. Now, as Tony Robbins used to say, heal the boy and the man will appear. I'm here today with Maureen Daniels, a retired psychologist and friend. So hello, Maureen. Welcome. And good day to you too. (laughs) Now, you and I both know that finding and getting to know your inner child and working with it fosters well-being, and it can lead to being stronger, more complete sense of self. However, I don't know if a lot of people know that it exists. They don't even know what an inner child is. So I might ask you, does everyone have an inner child? Oh, yes, I think so, because it's equated with the the subconscious. Another school of psychology would call it our subconscious self, whereas I choose to use the word uh, inner child because that subconscious self it really comes from our childhood. It's our forgotten past and all of those things that impacted on us in our earlier lives. So if someone was having a, a rough time as a kid, that sort of sits in the back of the mind, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And and acts itself out as an adult in perhaps dysfunctional ways. Yes, it can. And sometimes they're dysfunctional in the sense that they just don't serve the individual. They don't have to be overtly horrible people, but they, they just know that they're going through lives as wives, mothers, husbands, etc. But life isn't quite as fulfilling as it should be. Something is niggling away underneath and they can't quite get a handle on it. There's something of themselves that's not being fulfilled and that, that can be from those past hurts from, from childhood. And, and the reasons for those might not be apparent to you, you know, the person who, who, is, who is struggling. And they mightn't be apparent, and that's part of the work with the with the inner child is to bring it, give it some context. I'm hearing that a lot of people are going through their lives and not really touching the joy, joy, not feeling the essence mm. of life, the magic, and and that that we have yes. as a as a child. Yes. Um. So, what would a healthy inner child look like? I think you mentioned to me once that you you used to send clients to kindy or something. What was that? Yes. If you think of what a healthy inner child would look like, you can you can equate that to children that are that you can see every day of that, that same sort of age group and sometimes in my therapy where people were struggling to know what the inner child was like would be to go along and say go to a kindergarten or some, something a preschool in particular where children play with with without abandon they just they're just creative they just have fun they don't care if anyone's watching and we've probably all heard that thing dance through life as if no there's no one is watching mm. well children naturally do that they do um, but because uh, as we're growing up uh, growing up for, you know through our childhood adults come along and they start to mould and shape the child. I often refer to it as the sleeping spirit, right? So it's a part of ourself that's asleep or hidden and gets lost in Mm. us as an adult. How does it try to let us know it's there? 
What what does it act out or is it acted out when it's triggered as an adult? Yes, it can be. There can be triggers and you don't know why we react to something. Probably one of the things that comes to mind is when a child is developing around the ages from four to six, roughly in that age group, they're very much into learning about fairness and what fairness means. And if they're going through something in life where life is not fair to them in their sense of what fairness is, you know, favouritism, another member of the family, or even worse, I know of someone who was being, uh, the girl was punished when the boy did something wrong because that was the culture. You couldn't hit the boy, but you could hit the girl. So she was, through those years, she she struggled. But as an adult, then a child who was dealt with in in perhaps not those extreme ways, but would carry through into their adult world a strong sense of things being unfair or or injustice and uh, you'll find people presenting with a, a lot of uh, feelings that it's not right it's unjust and so other beliefs like that possibly are driven like that so that might be that the world is meant to be hard um, perhaps that all men are bad and women are good mm. and so these beliefs that we form are sitting there in the subconscious driven by this inner child so it's very important that we connect with this dormant part of ourself. And I'd say once we do connect, you know, we can move forward in such a mm. such a more healthy way. What are some of the best ways to connect with this inner child? I often get people to get a photograph of themselves as a child, you know, to start to see, to start to remember who they were at a particular age. They choose the photograph themselves on what age feels appropriate, going back through some of the things that they used to enjoy when they were a child. Most importantly of the lot is learning to connect with the child and listen to what the child has to say because children come through they often don't have an adult language to explain their difficulties or what's troubling them and like you mentioned before the word act out well children act out Mm. and it just we act out differently as adults it we plays out differently as adults rather than act out but it's still the drive it's still the drive and it's getting in touch with that and hearing that inner voice what is wrong with me now often has its roots back in in some childhood events not necessarily extreme events it can just be adults shaping us and so forth but to reach out to that child the most important thing just like like in life we love to be listened to and so does the child it needs to be heard so it's forming that new relationship between you the adult and the child who is probably desperate to communicate with you uh, and bring that child in, listen to it and bring it, you know, healing into into the present moment. So I'm sort of hearing that you sort of need to be your own mother, like your own, you, your own adult, as if you are talking to your own child, which I actually also in the clinic would work with people mm-hmm. and say, well, if that was you as a little girl, what would you like to say to her? Yes. What would you like her to say to you? What does she want to say to you? That she doesn't like mm-hmm. doing that? And mm-hmm. then maybe she needs to be heard that she doesn't like mm-hmm. doing that. And if you hear it enough from the inner child as an adult, you can start to implement and get that inner child's needs met, which is the healing part of it. Yes, that's right. And, and I would actually take it a step further and rather than see it as the adult communicating with the child, see the nurturing parent communicating with the inner child. Because it's just like when we parent our own children now, we're nurturing. If they fall and hurt themselves, we listen to them, we put a band-aid over their scum knee or whatever. And to take some of that sense of nurturing back to our own inner child that is perhaps lacking in that, so we apply those same principles to that child that's within us, that is struggling and wants to be heard. So we go back in a nurturing way and, and reconnect. So what I gather from that is basically if the inner child is heard, it is healed. Uh, yes, that's simple, probably yeah. a simple, simple version of it. Can I give an, give an example? 
Uh, I had a, a client once who uh, was wondering why that she would be, you know, she's an adult and she was married with children and so forth, and she wondered why when she'd be she'd in bed at nights, perhaps dozing off to sleep, and she'd hear raised voices in the neighbourhood and become quite distressed, and she'd be, found herself becoming very rigid in bed and straining every fibre of her being to hear what was happening. So once we worked it through, we found out that the child had grown up in a in a, a family where there was quite a bit of arguments and domestic violence and so forth. So what she was experiencing was really the, the, the memories, if you like, of that child, but without the connection, but the memories. So the work we did was to, when, so when this occurred, she would actually comfort the inner child and say, boy, that was scary, wasn't it? Uh, but it's okay, and this is the most important next step. Firstly is to hear the child. The second one was to say, but it's not happening now, and I am looking after you. I will protect you. So you get that hearing the child and the protection or what it need, you anticipate its need is going to be. Wonderful. Okay. So that means when we start to recognize things, we can be consciously reflecting and start to move forward. And that's what the intentional living strategies yes. is all is, yes. is about is recognizing and mm. managing by yes. the best way that yeah. you can. Yes. So uh, what about, uh, I would imagine that there would be a lot of people out there that, okay, they've recognized they're in a child. Okay. Mm-hmm. They go, yeah, oh, well, that makes sense what she's talking about, but I hate her. I don't even want to look at it. I don't even want to look at my inner child. What's driving that? Usually abuse where the child, when I say abuse, it doesn't have to be particularly overt. It can be emotional deprivation, uh, demeaning of a child, putting them down intentionally or otherwise. So the person grows up repeating that, you know, the language of the parent and I'm, or the adult rather than the parent because there's other adults who influence children. Mm. But the, the voice of the adult becomes the person's own voice. So as an as an adult themselves, they're using the language of the adult to speak to themselves and to speak to their unconscious. So, so, I, so, yes. so I would imagine, like, if someone says, "Oh, you're, you'll never amount to anything," if they've been, t- they're going to fulfil that because that's yes. the voice that's constantly that's, going on. It's constantly being reinforced. Forced. So then they don't try, and that that's what's stopping them from moving forward. Mm. It, just out of interest, because I've worked with a lot of people who procrastinate. What, what sort of drives procrastination from an inner child point of view? Usually fear of failure or, or anticipating that they're going to fail anyway. If they've been criticised enough as a child, they will, why, why try? It, it's, it's like self-sabotaging. You'll never amount to anything, Johnny, is, you know, becomes the mantra. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, that's right. So how we talk to ourselves is going to influence mm-hmm. our adulthood. Absolutely. But recognising that's in there the needs of what have not been heard mm-hmm. and then giving a sense of security, safety, understanding to relieve that fear or expression or yes. get the needs met. Yes. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that, guys, because our inner child and hearing it is so important. I'd really like to thank Maureen for being here and sharing this really valuable information. Thank you, Maureen. It's been my pleasure and thank you, Andrea. So there you have it, the inner child. 
making sure you reconnect for betterment. And just letting you know, Maureen is available for telephone support and you can just do it by donation. If you're interested, make sure you get on the website and get the phone number to connect. So having a positive relationship with yourself and managing things consciously can bring so much relief. Being heard and understood, nurturing your inner child and finding more positive ways to relate to yourself can give you so much freedom and a new lease on life. Hope this brings some food for thought from the Learn Life School and the Elephant Shoe Podcasts. Love and light.